I spent the evening with a group of teenagers at an indoor trampoline park. From that experience, I can tell you this. You will quickly remember your own mortality after you throw out your back attempting a trick on a trampoline that your 30-something-plus-year-old body should not have been doing. After an evening of Chipotle burritos and trampolining, again, a great combination, I know, we concluded our time together with a parking lot Ash Wednesday service. We prayed. The students placed ashes on one another's foreheads. We confessed our sins. And then I invited all of the students to consider taking on a spiritual practice for the season of Lent. We talked for a minute or two about different spiritual practices and how each of these practices could help them focus more on their relationship with God over the period of Lent. And then it happened. Um, tear, I heard from the back. Why do we have to do this? Every church has that kid. The kid who asks the correct question at the correct time, unless you are the one responsible for providing the answer. I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Could you speak up a little bit? I heard the question just fine. I needed to buy myself a few more seconds to gather myself. Because an answer like, you know, because Pastor Tim said you had to, or because God wants you to, seemed like those, they would cause me more problems in the long run. Having a Lenten practice, it might have you panicking tonight. Oh no, I forgot something this week could be running through the back of your mind if you're anything like me. And you don't think of your Lenten practice until you arrive at church on Ash Wednesday. Or perhaps you've never heard of observing a Lenten practice before or giving something up for the time between now and Easter. In Matthew 6, Jesus provides us with cause to take a breath, to take a break. When we read about the acts of piety we will be observing during the season of Lent. I don't know about you, but I didn't get a warm and fuzzy feeling when Pastor Jeff read through the list of acts of piety that Jesus spoke about this evening. When he talked about prayer and giving and fasting, Jesus' words didn't begin with encouragement. Don't sound like a trumpet before you give to the poor. Don't be like the hypocrites. Do not heap empty phrases. And when you fast, do your best to not look dismal. You know, for someone who came to abolish the law, Jesus seems to have a lot of rules when it comes to piety. I don't think Jesus is outlawing public acts of piety, public acts of prayer, giving, and fasting. You can, and you should be praying in public. You can, and you should give to the poor when the need is presented to you. You can, and you should fast. I don't think Jesus would take issue with any of you doing any of those acts. Jesus may, however, take issue with our motivations for performing these acts in front of others. In giving money to the poor, 
Are we doing so to draw attention to ourselves, to how great we are at look at me, at what I'm doing? Or are we pointing to God's righteousness? In acts of public prayer, are we like hypocrites? Hypocrite is the Greek word for actor, so someone seeking fanfare for themselves. Or are we pointing towards God's promised faithfulness? When we fast during the Lenten season, are we pointing towards our own good works? Or are we remembering that we are in desperate need of God's righteousness? Because every time we depend on our own self-righteousness, our own righteous works, we fall short. Lent is a season when we engage in intentional self-reflection, And remember that we individually and we corporately fall short of the example Christ has set for us. When Jesus tells his followers to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul, we fall short. When Jesus tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves, we often fall short because first we love ourselves. We care after our own needs while our siblings go without or live excluded from the body of Christ. The invitation to observe a Lenten practice is an invitation to intentionally engage in an act that will draw you, will draw us as a community closer to God. When we begin the season of Lent and we perhaps commit to an act of piety for the next 40 days, We begin by acknowledging our own sinfulness and repenting. The season of Lent is not about piety or works to achieve our own righteousness. When we believe acts of piety are about what we can achieve, that act becomes fundamentally impious. We have missed the mark. Over the past year, we have all fallen short of the example set by Christ. And tonight, on Ash Wednesday, the marks on our foreheads are a reminder to us to ask forgiveness and to try again. The good news tonight is that on the cross and in the the victorious empty grave that we will find on Easter morning, we have been made righteous before God. Lent is not about giving something up so that we can be uncomfortable like Christ was uncomfortable spending 40 days in the wilderness. During the season of Lent, we remember that we could not and we cannot do this for ourselves. Christ has already done it, full stop. So back to the question, why do we have to do this? Frankly, you don't. You don't have to do anything this Lenten season. We've already been declared righteous by Christ, not by our own piety, not by our own self-righteous deeds, but by Christ's faithfulness. Beginning tonight, with a reminder of our own mortality smudged onto our foreheads, we are invited to live as Christ has declared us to be, forgiven and righteous because of Christ's act on the cross and through the power of the empty grave. The next 40 days is not about us. The next 40 days are not about social media fasts, giving up meat, or foregoing caffeine. 
The next 40 days are not about morning devotionals or midday prayers. The acts of piety that we will participate in tonight and the acts of piety we will engage in over the coming weeks are about the work of God, the work God has done, and the work God will continue to do. Thanks be to God. Amen.